did a ride along with a state trooper. It was like 10 a.m. There's not that many cars on the road. <laughs> and we find some guy who was going under the speed limit. Hello, professionals, and welcome back to Professional-ish. Thank you for joining us. We are, as always, so excited to have you here. So in today's episode, episode three, Jordan and I will be discussing career paths, um, how we came to the career paths that we are currently on, uh, what led us to that decision, as well as how you can make decisions on your career path and the factors around making that decision, because it is, it's a really big decision. Um, so without further ado, let's get started. So basically what we want to cover is a couple of questions. The first question that we want to address is how, how do you come to your current career or job? Another question is how to even decide on a job or career change or path. I know that I have been intentional to a point with figuring out where I'm at and what I'm looking for, things like that. And I know of, of how my thought process has gone and I feel like to a point yours as well. To an extent, there was some pre-planning, but I have to say for the most part, I've I almost feel like my career history is very like hippie-esque because it's <laughs> my best way to describe it is like I just went where life took me. Well, as I was um, editing uh, that episode, it was a lot of I am in the moment, I'm here. The interviewing episode. Yes, yes. Mm-hmm. Um, I think it was episode two. Um, and as I was listening to it back, realizing that it, not that it wasn't an intentional path, but you, it, it's almost like you were very much in your season of what life looked like at that moment. Yes. And so you had this desire to go to college to get a degree to set yourself up for your career. Mm-hmm. And then you realized, wait a second, that may not be possible with where I live right now. Mm-hmm. And so it was just a lot of, okay, now here's where I'm at. Okay, now life changes. Now personal stuff going on. Now this, that, the other. And then keeping that family up there as a priority. Right. And okay, now i got to go back to school. Okay, now this opportunity has come up. Okay, now that I've done this for a couple of years, where am I at now? It was very much in the moment of you're constantly reassessing. Yes, absolutely. Well, and... I think you and I are both on the same page of we both look for growth uh, personally, professionally, um, and opportunities that will allow that. And for, I, I like to think that my progression, you know, to say, oh, I just went where life took me, it's extremely simplified because, yes, there was a lot of like, there was a lot of life decisions behind or like life events behind my decisions. But beyond that, I just lost my train of thought. (laughs) Superlative. Is that where that's coming into play? But behind that, I was also, you know, I couldn't and wouldn't stay somewhere where I wasn't having personal and professional growth because that uh, is stagnancy a word? Stagnant? Some some version of that is correct. Stagnation? Stagnation? That sounds right. We're going to go with that. Stag- <laughs> sure. Like just having stagnation, stagnant, whatever, in 
a job like that is just the most suffocating thing to me I need to have some kind of um, moving forward movement if you will you know as long as I'm finding a level of growth that to me has a lot to do with my fulfillment it's a a priority and it's a value to you yes Um, there was like a documentary on TV and it was just showing Oh, in Italy, this baker has been making 725 loaves of bread every morning by hand for the past 25 years. And I'm like, it would be so suffocating to me. That would be like my nightmare is to do the exact same thing every single day. Now, there's there's a lot to be said for structure and patterns mm-hmm. and knowing how to do what you're doing. But a big part of the role that I've had at the company I am currently is problem solving and there are different problems every day so it's never it's it may be the same type of problem but it's never nothing's ever the exact same thing twice um so there's enough i guess uh stimulation Mm -hmm. and difference from day to day that it's still interesting to me when i talk about it i feel like it makes logical sense to say I did this and then this happened so I chose this path and then I did this and that happened so I chose this path so there is a pattern of thinking in my career path it just may not be um, for someone who is very dead set on having a very specific plan there's so much of it that it's still it's a challenge and it's like a puzzle and for me that is um that's really important for there to be a challenge, for there to be something to figure out. Obviously, your priorities can change drastically after having a child, and you may not want the same environment or job or hours or pay or what that Absolutely. your priorities could be super different. You know, if you look back, I say it's like hippy dippy because I'm like, go where life takes you. But when you look at, if you listen to what is it, episode two, there has to be some level of planning if you do want to find fulfillment in a job or a career. And by planning, I think more than anything, I mean like introspection, self-awareness. Um, you know, Jordan and I talking about what's your motivation? What's your priority? You need to be asking yourself these questions. Uh, and one of the ways that we have the one of the ways that we had discussed like getting to that point is uh Jordan you'd brought up doing assessments Mm. so um doing like a personality assessment you've got Myers-Briggs Enneagram disc Enneagram there are basically nine categories yeah so there are nine numbers and each number represents a different core motivation and then you have your strengths you have your weaknesses and then you have your wings which are the the like neighboring numbers mm-hmm. so we have figured out what each of our numbers are and how that relates to our work and understanding oh because you are strong in this that's why you're able to figure out these tasks so quickly but because you are not as strong in this area this task for you is a struggle right or this stresses you out or this motivates energizes excites you absolutely there's myers-briggs because each 
set that you get is four four letters. Yes. And so, aren't there 16? Because you've got four, and they're interchangeable, so it's the four different. If you have four letters, each letter you, um, at, when you take the test, it tells you which of two options you are for each letter. So there's... And everything is kind of on a scale. Yes, spectrum, yeah. Spec- that's a better uh, word, spectrum. So it basically you're looking at four core qualities of how a person thinks, functions in daily life, interacts. Um, and it's, it's really interesting because you, you kind of get put into this category of, hey, this is really important to you in your life, so you probably need to consider basing your decisions around this thing. But the whole point of bringing these things up and listing them out for you, Enneagram, Myers-Briggs, Myers-Briggs Disc. Disc. I I love disc for communicating with people. Mm-hmm. With disc, it's a super simplified version of Myers Briggs, basically, where you have four quadrants of people, and um, it's the D stands for dominance, I for influence, S for steadiness, and C for compliance. And Jordan knows that I love this because. When you're in a situation where you're communicating with different people every day, you need a very quick go-to of what's the best way to communicate with this person. But having a quick reference, and knowing this of yourself also, but having a quick reference, like the more you know yourself and how you communicate, and the more you understand other people and how to quickly, I hate to say categorize, but in terms of communication, Everyone communicates differently. So if you can give a generalization of, okay, this person is a high C, so high compliance. So rules, factual information, black and white. So me talking to them in a thinking, feeling way is going to be very difficult. It's really going to put them off. So if I'm saying, what are you feeling? They're going to, they literally may not be able to tell you what they're feeling. However, if I say, Um, What are some symptoms you've had? You know, have you had trouble sleeping? Have you, uh, have you snapped at your coworkers? Or uh, have you not been motivated at work? Like giving these black and white um, options that aren't necessarily about feelings because they're compliance driven. it's a very different way to communicate, whereas... Feelings aren't the world that they yes, live in. Yes, And so you're, you're not going to speak that language. You're not going to understand that language. Absolutely. So all of, that to, all of that to say, like talking about these assessments, the better you know yourself and exactly as you described Enneagram numbers, your motivations, what's motivating you. I remember at an at um, interview that I had... Um, they mentioned that there was a high capacity for me to be able to travel. In my head, I'm going, yeah, I want to travel, but I actually am not motivated to travel for work. We're kind of speaking higher level things, but as you start to um, be going, okay, what what do I look for in a position? There are going to be certain things that are non-negotiable for you. And literally, as you were speaking, I was like... You're like nodding profusely. (laughs) Yes, because I'm like, okay, so... A motivator for you versus a demotivator, you want to know what to expect. You want things to 
to an extent, you want certain things to be black and white. Um, so if I'm sitting here understanding the disc, you know, super simplified personalities, you're falling into a high S and a high C. So steadiness and compliance. Mm -hmm. I have felt in past jobs that what I was looking for and who I was as a person shifted. And what made that job so appealing and ideal and like, like glowing and everything started to fade because then what I was looking for, and you learn so much along the way. And so you need to start storing that up of what, what do you like to do? You're spending your time, you're spending your skills, you're spending your energy, you're saying no to other things. Do what you want to do. Mm-hmm. And if that changes, allow yourself that and embrace that. Everything that we're discussing is literally, it's so on point because everything you're doing has like a motivation behind it. So if you only feel comfortable being extroverted in situations where you completely know the landscape, you always know the answer, you're always ready to go, um, then you know, I need to make sure that that's going to be part of my job of, I need to have my job for the most part be something that I can always have the answers. Yeah, I think it's knowing knowing where you best shine. Uh, there's also the option of a life or career coach. Even beyond that, a counselor, a therapist, uh, because in understanding yourself, you can better understand what your needs and wants are so you can then make a decision for what's best for you because I've 100% just fallen into a job that was not a good fit for me. Ultimately, what I found is my motivation wasn't solely around money. So the motivations for taking the job didn't matter anymore. Once you have done a little bit of groundwork and kind of figured out who you are, what motivates you, what you're looking for, what you want to avoid as you go down that path is ultimately making a decision. Our whole subject for today is your career path. And I was talking about the hippie approach to career path, like going where life leads me. In a way, yes, but I was following the growth. I was following the trail of growth, of the trail of learning, the trail of, um, I don't know if stimulation is the right word, like with my ADD of like, of what interests me. And so it it looks weird to go from retail to property management to real estate to healthcare, but in reality, it makes sense when you look at when you look from one job to the next. Okay, at this job I did a lot of admin work. At this job I did a lot of numbers and behind the scenes. At this job I did a lot of management and like over time where I am now, all of my previous jobs and the skills um, and talents that I, you know, gained and worked on through that job, it all built up to where I am now really being a great fit. I had to learn about myself, understand myself, what motivates me, what frustrates me. Um, I had to actually learn about myself to get to where I am now. So that's, I call that the hippie approach, even though it makes sense when you look at it. 
However, if you are, just to give an example, if you are truly all over the place, I think that's the point where you need to do a lot of introspection and find what is your true desire. Is your motivation to do these different careers your own motivation? Is it coming from someone else? Like, what is pushing you forward into these things? There's probably going to be themes in your career that will, if you look at it big picture, you will be able to find a line connecting everything. I think at some point there has to be some sort of, it's got to make sense factor to a resume. And not to be saying that you can't go from, we've had teachers turn into clinicians. Multiple. 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 So that's not like, oh, that is a head scratch. That's fine. If you are doing such, such diverse professions that require very opposite skill sets and you end up moving around geographically fairly often. If you can't speak to the progression of your career path, you know at at a decent interview, you are going to be asked, okay, so explain to me your job history because it looks like you've moved around a good bit. A company, most companies don't want someone who, for lack of better words or term, is flaky. Um, Oh, this interested me for a year and then I got bored, so I left. They don't want to pour resources into you. Kind of go, hmm, there's a trend here. Why am I feeling... Like, if you always want to be moving, maybe either find a job that allows you to move around a lot and travel a lot or be an entrepreneur and you can pick what your location is on any given day or week. So you can make that work. On the opposite end of like, if you wanted to truly go down the quote unquote hippie approach, let's say you do feel that massive motivation of, I don't want to be in one place. I want to have a nomadic lifestyle. Um, I'm sure you've heard me talk about like, things like this before of um, living in a tiny house or living in an RV or living in a van and moving around. Some people literally, that is their whole motivation is maybe they have a totally different day job that they do. I I know people who their day job, they get on their hotspot or their internet or whatever and they do their work during the day, but all of the rest of their time is spent traveling They want to go and see places. They want to have a beautiful view when they're working. And so right off the bat, you know they have to, if we're talking about deciding on a job or career path and making a decision, the factors that go into that, if that's your motivation, if that's your choice, then everything else has to be built around that. If you keep shifting around, I wonder if it's because you haven't figured out or pinpointed what that is, or you haven't realized that it has since changed. Is it you or is it the job? <laughs> if you want to be traveling a lot, but you find that you're in a nine to five, that's going to be this constant tension mm-hmm. and battle. And you keep going, why, why, why? Well, you're anchoring yourself to something that isn't helpful to doesn't you. doesn't align with your values. A perfect example of aligning with your values is, you know, I at times had taken jobs that were further away from my family at a time when I needed to be near my family. So knowing yourself, your priorities, your values, I really think that that's 
I think that's really the core of this episode and what we're trying to say is for, even if it sounds cheesy or corny or whatever, really get to know yourself. And that can happen in so many ways. So I, I'm, fuck, I'm like, in looping back around, you can find it out through on the job, like processing through, okay, you write out your list of major tasks, what drains you, what energizes you, do you like the unexpected? Do you like the planned? Do you love working side by side with people or do you like to be solo? Like kind of notice those things. These are themes of what I really enjoy and these are themes of what has not worked out. You can also ask your friends, ask your family, hey, what do you see in me? Even if you have um, high school group projects or college group projects or you're returning student and you're noticing whatever that looks like you're you know someone one of your group members um, had a family member pass away and you just feel so inclined to spend time to just talk with them and be there for them maybe you have a natural inclination toward helping people and that needs to be an underlying theme of your your path or i know that like my group projects um trying to think of like what were highlights i i loved having the ability to put my knowledge into action and create and like one class specifically i was able to um, come up with interview questions ask those interview questions get the answers and then write up content and i loved that so there's there's things of like hmm, this keeps being a trend <laughs> yes. so you can do that i kind of what you were saying earlier rachel as far as like i think you were talking about like get a counselor and talk through Absolutely. here's what i'm experiencing you just bring your stuff to them and sure. and they'll go, oh, what I'm kind of hearing you say is you really enjoy this thing in this environment and you may not have put that together. And so I, I think with having a counselor, I mean, we're obviously pro-counselor here, there is so much undercurrent and so much complexity to it that they are able to take it beyond the service level and connect Absolutely. dots to things. So whether it's friends, coworkers, group projects, you could do job shadows. I know when I, I took an occupational education class and I, I think I had to do two job shadows. I did a, a, an event planner, which I, or maybe it was specifically wedding planning. And then I, did I tell you this? I don't think so. Um, I, so I um, interviewed someone who, let's just call her a wedding planner. I don't remember if she did any other types of events. And I ended up just sitting down with her for like an hour or something and talking with her. And then I did a ride-along with a state trooper. So I was also thinking about criminal justice. I don't think you told me this. <laughs> and it was kind of a ho-hum experience because of where, I don't know why I like traveled uh, like 45 minutes away from the city that I was living in to do this. I don't know why, uh, to the point where I traveled out of the city. And so it was like 10 a.m. There's not that many cars on the road. <laughs> and we find some guy who is like going under the speed limit. And so... Um, the state trooper decided to, to pull him over. Side note, I remember he they gave me a bulletproof vest. I think I either <laughs> put it on or I had it next to me in the car. <laughs> like, the point being, and I also am such a, um, not a th I'm, I'm a thriller-based person and what I enjoy with certain movies and TV shows, but it's a lot of, like, murder mystery and crime and whatever and state trooper, so it, there's a, a correlation there. But don't hold yourself away from 
reaching out to someone. I've done cold calls to people, cold emails, and I use connections to be like, hey, can I can I pick your brain on what your career is like? Mm-hmm. You mm-hmm. you reach out to them. You say, hey, I'll take you out to coffee or take you out to lunch or whatever. It's on me. You come up with five, six questions or whatever, and you just ask them, what's your favorite part? Is What's your least favorite part? What may I not know about this? What got you to where you are? What skills are you glad you had? Whatever questions you want to come up with. And either you walk away going, you know what? I'm good. I never, like, this has shut the door for me on this. I think you can get really creative with finding out about different jobs so that without needing to actually take on a job all that to say there's resources available <laughs> absolutely i love your idea of looking at the i think i think you had said like strengths and weaknesses or good and bad of a job because my thinking in that vein is you are committing so much of your time to this that why not think of it as a relationship um when I look at a relationship, I want to know the best and the worst of a person. So let's say you're considering becoming a cop. What is the best part of the job? What's the worst part of the job? I was never considering a career in law enforcement, but I did go <laughs> I did go on a few dates with a cop, and he told me some stories. And one of the stories was... Uh, he was driving us to the restaurant and he was like, oh, that's one of our regulars. I was like, what do you mean regulars? He's like, one of the regular people we pick up. They're a drug addict. They stay on the street. And if they're loitering or whatever else, you know, we have to go pick them up. And then he was telling a story of, I, I hate picking that person up because nine times out of 10, they poop in the back seat. Oh. That's not the word that he used, <laughs> but um, I'm sorry. I was out at that point. I was never in for the idea of law enforcement, but that's the point where I checked out. I'm not cleaning up someone's poo from the backseat of the car. So you're also telling me that you'll never work in a veterinary office. Yes, and that's for, you did not know this about me. When I was little, and by little I mean like young, like you know, six, seven, whatever. I was like, when I grow up, I want to be a vet. I want to be a vet. I want to be a vet because I loved animals. But when I really sat and did introspection on that being a vet is not just helping animals you also have to deal with people and their grief Mm, among other things but you don't get to help animals necessarily in a fun sense it's a hospital for exactly when I did my episode about my career and, and background and I worked at the traffic safety place and they always call in because they have gotten pulled over. And I think like long-term, it didn't occur to me for a bit into that job that people, like I would much rather be a wedding planner in that sense of people are excited, they are happy. Don't let the negatives outweigh, but just be realistic about what you're signing up yes. for. What are, what are you willing to put up with? So clearly, I draw the line at poo. So that's that's one way that I draw the line. In a relationship, there are deal breakers. So why oh, yeah, yeah. shouldn't you have deal breakers in a career? Yes. Yes. There's... <laughs> Hear me snap. <laughs> what is that? The, the snaps for... Snap cup. For, is it Lily Blonde? Yes. When is that third one coming out already? Anyways, if you truly were like, I... Uh, 
I care to do certain things, not to do certain things. Make it make it interesting, and you could treat yourself to going to get coffee or whatever, and come with your list of questions, or ask a friend to have a sit down with you, or like you can make it fun of what do I like to do, and reach out, ask people questions. Oh, you have said this a few times, and I think it's so important. You gotta ask the questions to build on that. How to decide on a job path, career path, change, whatever, just to kind of wrap this up in a, in a you know, pretty little bow, you probably need to know yourself in order to find the right match for you. In order to do that, like know yourself, and I think that's the foundation. Know yourself and your needs and yada, yada, yada. But beyond that, how do you actually go into making a decision? Am I happy where I am? Do I want to move? Do I want to stay? There's a long list of things that are relevant and important. Do you have the skills to do a job? I am I can only lift so much, so I'm probably not going to go into a job that has a lot of manual mm. labor and requires me to uh, often lift 100 plus pounds. I ha- I'm aware of my talents and I'm aware of my not so talents. Um, education, and that's one we touched on previously. Mm-hmm. If you want to become a doctor, you need to be prepared to not only be getting the education, but the resources you have to put into that. And I think when you are choosing a degree, because I it was just this just came up in my mind. There are so many options these days for all of these things, but particularly for programs. Know where you're trying to go with that program. It's going to be helpful to have a little bit of an array of areas that you spend time in throughout your program to kind of re-solidify where you don't want to go and where you do want to go. But if you want to, if you are someone who learns by hands-on experience, I don't know if there's a doctor's type of program or degree where it's really just book reading but if that's not your thing so it could be the research route if you love book reading you don't really want to necessarily be there for like literally people go the back end per se and do research and discover and help create and whatever in that way if you're all about people go that route if you want to be more of an administrator go that route but know how you best learn and then how it's like where it's going to shoot you because I think about my degree and I learned many different things in my program but it it really got me to the point of once I finished I did my internship and I completed all the things how am I going to use this so you may not know that at the very beginning but be checking in with yourself what am I enjoying what am I not enjoying because the not the worst thing but an unfortunate thing would be you get through however many years there are of getting to the point of being able to practice um, being a doctor and you're in that last year or you've just graduated and you're like, maybe you're in your first year of practicing it and you're going, this is not what I thought it would be. I'm hoping that whatever you get out of that program, you are so excited to start using and you realize that yes, it's a good fit for you. In the same vein of like making a decision and making sure that it's a good fit for you, like we touched on resources. So if you don't have the resources or going to getting a degree, going to a college is not an option or you know it's not the right fit for you, that's not the end all be all. That's just been my experience and Jordan's experience. Um, There's also... um, 
there are plenty of careers that don't require formal education. If you do not care for school, skip it. Get a trade or learn on the trade job. Yes. Find a, an amazing manager who will mentor you and give you fun projects and tasks. You don't have to go to school. I enjoyed my school. I love school. I, I'm a proponent of going to college. But if you're someone who's like, do not stick me in front of that book. Do not make me take a multiple choice test. Find a way, if you can, to go a different route. I mean, right off the top of my head, I'm like, become a massage therapist, become a welder, become a mechanic. There, there are so many avenues where and you can do marketing without school. You can absolutely, learn a lot. there are so many avenues that don't require extensive or or I don't even want to say formal, but extensive education or a four year degree or whatever. Um, like some programs are okay there's cosmetology mm-hmm. school there there's so many so many avenues that don't require education i am a huge um, advocate of do what is the right path for you because if you go to trade school and become a welder you will make way more than i do and you will have put way less uh time and money into learning that skill <laughs> so Find out what's right for you. I have a cousin that he decided he didn't want to go to school or he kind of wanted to put it off and try out some other things. So he actually went into construction and he loved it. He was he didn't already didn't love school and a four-year degree did not appeal to him. What did appeal to him is going ahead and going into something where he could do manual labor, where he could walk away with a paycheck, where he could learn on the job. Like his perspective was much more of like, I just want to get my life started. I don't really want to go to a school and study. It delays the go and do aspect of work. Yes. So regardless of if you're doing a degree, if you are doing um, trade school, if you are not doing any kind of education, I believe like most, if 99% of jobs, to, to my knowledge, do require at least a GED, like basically at least your high school, at least a high school yes. diploma. Yeah. Assess what's right for you with where you are in your life, your skills, your resources, uh, the education that you have or that you want to have or that you are willing to devote time, energy, resources to, uh, what your motivation is, what are the deterrents, and life events. If you have a child and you're working a lot and that is not, that's no longer where your priorities lie, if your priority is, I want to spend time with my family. That's really important to me. So do you need to make changes? Do you need to make a career change? Um, or are you the sole breadwinner? And in order for your spouse, or maybe you don't have a spouse, maybe it's you're a single parent, like sometimes you don't get a lot of choice in what you're doing. But I do believe that there are always options there are resources for single parents there are resources for free education the resources are out there sometimes they're not easy or they're not easy to find but there there are so many resources to get where you want to go I personally feel like there are so many resources out there you just have to know where to look I think if you don't know where to start with that or you're not finding things I think starting to ask people around you 
I have a general, you know, budget. Have you heard of online programs? Have you heard of websites? Do you know of anything? Because um, the odds are, after you ask a couple of people, someone may have an idea for something. Absolutely. So just utilize the people around you. People are smart around you. Yes. They're going to have been there, done that, or know someone who did, and you just start start asking. Don't underestimate. Like, utilize all of your resources. The whole conclusion that we're coming to is assess and make a decision from there. Don't just dive into something. If we're, if we're going back to that, um, the parallel of being in a relationship and being in a job or a career path, most people wouldn't jump into a marriage so I hope you wouldn't like jump into a career path. I look back and go, man, I just, I would have done things differently. I didn't know um, what pay I was looking for. I didn't know fully how I wanted to use my degree. And I didn't really do a whole lot of thought of being intentional with what that first job was going to be. And in a sense, it kind of sets the stage for where you go from there. So I would just really recommend um, before you jump into either that first job post-college or that first job post-career change, just be thoughtful about, okay, now what am I looking for? And um, having your non-negotiables. Absolutely. And I think I feel very much on the same page um, of, what's the phrase, look before you leap. Um, if you are in, if you are looking at what career path you want to go into, or if you're looking at a career or job change, look before you leap. That at the end of the day, your bills got to be paid. So you can try and find some sort of evening job or a waitress somewhere or DoorDash. DoorDash. Gig work. There, there's a lot of side gigs you can do if you need a little extra money, but be thoughtful if money is a concern one of my favorite resources is um dave ramsey there are a lot of other things that he has resources for and free resources he has a podcast he has like all kinds of books um and that really helped me make a lot of decisions in my career and in my personal life uh we have listed some resources below regarding careers are they uh, in our show notes? <laughs> they are in our show notes. <laughs> Careers, um, finances, education, um, uh, counseling, and, as well as personality tests. We've we've included a whole slew of things below. Thank you so much for joining us today, and see you next time. Until next episode. Peace. And I think that about sums it up. Thank you again for joining us. We hope you enjoyed today's discussion on career and job paths as much as we did. Uh, if you want to stay in the loop on future episodes, give us a follow and you can do so by pressing the plus button. And if you are interested in a particular topic for us to discuss in the future, or if you have uh, questions, or if you just want to send input on what we have uh, discussed in episodes thus far, feel free to send us a direct message or leave a comment on Instagram. We will see you next time on Professional-ish. Dee!